podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Kules. Welcome to Barca Talk Cafe. I'm Gabriel Quiroga in Madrid, Spain. Usually every Friday, uh, Mariana Guzman of Conexión Deportiva joins me. But because of the Europa League... Ending so late, Mariana didn't get home till 1 o'clock in the morning last night. And usually what happens is we record in the morning. We had a scheduling conflict. And off the bench is Troy Cadet, one of our patrons. Troy, how's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. I uh, can't complain. It's Friday. I'm done with work. One of the nice things about my job here in Madrid is we finish on 3 o'clock on Fridays. So it is a definite nice perk to have. And it feels like I have three-day weekends now all the time, which is, which is nice. Yeah, you probably well. You showed those images of your office party, so <laughs> you like that place. <laughs> that is right. Last week, uh, I shared some images and, and a video. It is, you know, it's one of those things about the the office and work culture here. Uh, we opened a new office last week, and we had a party, and it was just funny. Just the email we got from Human Resources about it, and we had a DJ, and, and it was just crazy. That, that would yeah. never happen in the states, really. So, no. <laughs> But we have a lot to talk about today because yeah, obviously uh, last night Barcelona did not uh, score a goal last night. They tied mm-hmm. against Galatasaray in the Europa League. But I, I kind of want to have this discussion that we've been having in our WhatsApp group. And also I just kind of what I've been thinking about, uh, mainly just focusing on the really last 15 years of Barca uh, yeah. with European knockout stage games and why we continue to fail uh, at these levels. I mean, obviously, take away the Champions League victories that we've, you know, gone all the way through and won, you know, obviously we've left a lot at the table. And I kind of want to start this conversation, Troy, with what happened Wednesday night, Madrid and PSG, right? That is the hyped game. Benzema has a hat trick and Real Madrid advance. And like I was telling you before we recorded here in Madrid, they're calling it like the greatest comeback that they've ever seen and so forth. I mean, let's pump the brakes. I mean, I think one of the things I want to talk about is this attitude that Madrid have versus Barca. Why do we continue to have these shortcomings in European nights? Yeah. Well, let's set the stage a little bit here, okay? The, and the, the PSG played absolutely horrible that last 30 minutes. Like, they, it was horrible. So, uh, and yeah, and Madrid did step up and Benzema stepped up. So it made him look like a big hero or whatever. But if you look at it, I mean, you know, all of his three goals for his hat trick, uh, yeah, he he forced Donnarumma into making that mistake. The other two were like blatant mistakes by PSG, just horrible passes, lazy play. I mean, they put it on a platter for him. So let's, like you said, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that game. They did what they had to do to get it done. That's the bigger picture. And I think that's what you want to talk about with Barcelona. And yeah, the fifth, well, if you want to talk about the last 15 years, we could probably pick segments of years and pinpoint why why we've had problems i mean i think if you go back you know to the last three or four years of Messi's, you know when Messi was here i think maybe if we start from there i think what you saw in that psg game where you had a front front three that was walking around that absolutely did not they were one half they were offense only they didn't do anything on the defensive side which really led to the mistakes that were happening. I mean, no pressure from them. And, and I put it in our, in our WhatsApp uh, uh, chat that, you know, this is what we saw from Messi in those big games as well. We saw those front guys, uh, you know, him and Suarez, we saw those guys just walking 
not helping in the press, not helping in the defense, just, you know, sloppy play and no killer instinct. And you saw that there in PSG. So those last years that Messi was here, when we had those big losses, Liverpool, Napoli, we had those big losses. We didn't have anybody out there. And this is going to be a big picture story for, for my input today is we didn't have anybody out there that was putting their foot down that was saying, you know, you know, leading the charge, getting the troops out there, getting the team out there, playing hard and, and playing by an example. When you're out walking around and you're not applying any pressure, not helping on the defensive side, it's a horrible example for the rest of your teammates. And for me, you know, greatest player ever, arguably Messi, but for when you got a guy that's walking, that just sets the tone for the whole entire team. And I think that's what happened for Barca in that period of time. And now... So now it was this game um, yesterday was not a good game. It wasn't what we expected based on what Barca, how Barca was playing in the last three or four games, right? I don't think there's any fan out there that's happy with the result that we got yesterday. I don't believe the team is happy with the result that they got yesterday. But for the most part, this is a young team. And if you look at young teams throughout the history of sports, they always have games like this for multiple reasons and we'll get into those today so i guess what i'm trying to say is i'm not so worried about barca where they are philosophically right now because of this game yesterday because i will put it on in uh, recording here put it on paper i do believe when we go to turkey and we play in a couple weeks i believe we'll have another four goal game i I, i'll i'll say it'll be four to one that's my that's my uh what I believe that game will be. I believe you'll see a completely different Barca come out. We, for yesterday, we had a, <laughs> I can see you looking at me. Uh, I mean, yesterday there was a lot of ingredients for the game that we saw. There really was. The lineup was changed. Uh, we, and, and so, of course, now you have players that, you know, haven't been playing that much with each other for the last three or four games. There were some, I think Chavi got some miss fires on what he did with that lineup you know for an example we had adama out on the out on the wing no pure striker in there to receive those crosses so the guy's doing all the work out there nobody in the middle is is getting in there and and you know trying to get a header or trying to you know shoot it in in the box you know uh striker um there was lots of things you know and i don't want to say it but we didn't have busquets out there we put frankie in there that's not Frankie's spot. Let's just be. Let's just put say it right now. Let's just stop. Stop all the can Frankie be Busquets replacement. That's not where he's good. That's just not where he's good. He needs to be able to move forward. We've seen those games where we were all like, "Oh, Barca's back." Frankie had the freedom to move forward and make some plays. That's where he's best at. If we expect Frankie to sit back and be uh, in Busquets' position, we're just we're just we might as well just sell him and, and get somebody else in there. Nico's not that guy either. He didn't play well either. So big pick. And I know I just said a ton there, big picture. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the next thing is you kind of want to, you know, Barca themselves in a big picture. Um, you know, again, I, I just think that it's more recently that we've had these struggles in the U- European play. And I don't think it's like the end of the world. I don't think it's uh, um, like we'll never get out of it. I think we will. And I think we will with Xavi. We just t- it's just going to take some time with this group to get there. 
<laughs> you're shaking your head. You're not, well, you're not I so mean, certain about this. Well, this this is the thing is that I appreciate your optimism about the young and the players and all that stuff. But again, if we just look back at the greatest team that we've ever had, and we couldn't even come through with that consistently yeah. through the Champions League, then I just don't know where that leaves us with this crop of players that are young. I get that. Yeah. But again, I think it's it's this overarching thing of philosophy versus winning, right? I yeah. mean, that's really what it comes down to. Obviously, you know, there's many reasons why we become fans of FC Barcelona. But I mean, I would say, you know, top three is the style of play, right? It's yeah. the way they play. If we if anyone that's played out there knows and identifies how difficult it is to play Tiki Talk out there, you dream of that, right? And to see yeah. that on a professional level is one thing. Now, as I put it here and I'm just thinking about it, in La Liga, that style is always going to win eight out of ten games. Like yep. that's just going to happen, right? Yeah. But I'm I want to put this in a bigger context of how important is Champions League and European tournaments, you know, in yeah. the grand stage of thing. Because honestly, Troy, I just last night's match, I was bored to tears, right? I can always tell how I feel about a match is how often I'm doing other things. Yeah. Right. And I was ironing my clothes. Okay. So that okay, just tells you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that just tells you. Right. Yeah. And I was ready for it, but I knew like it's the same recipe every time. It doesn't yeah. matter if Busquets was there or not. You know, uh, I saw on Twitter people were saying, you see, that's what happens when Busquets plays. But sure, he comes in, we play 10% better, but we still didn't score a goal. Yeah. We did not get the result that you ultimately think. Yeah. And what's coming out of here today out of the, you know, as the dust settles from last night's match was that Chavi got really upset in the halftime. That's why he made the three changes. And basically he was saying it's a lack of attitude, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't believe that. I mean, I like, sure, you can say maybe here and there the players weren't as plugged in as they've been with the last couple of games when they mm-hmm. won four goals and stuff. But again, do you really think Arahu was the problem last night? Like that deserves the sub, you know, maybe you could say Busquets, obviously, but like these little things. And that's where I'm kind of having a hard time justifying this because I want to win European championships. Like yeah. I want to win this. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, all. I mean, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing is like how, and again, I put this in the context with our greatest team and we still failed. I mean, we should have won at least three in that four-year span, you know? Yeah. And the way we get knocked out is continually the same thing. Now, last night, we played against Galatasaray. Galatasaray, you know, the the point of view here in Spain was they played the match of their life. And I yeah. beg to differ. I think it has more, again, in these inter-European champ, you know, uh, matches that you have, all the players are good. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. obviously these levels. But again, the coach of Galatasaray knows Barca DNA inside and out. He knows exactly what they're going to do. I mean, how many times, Troy, last night, did we Harlem Globetrotter around the box? (laughs) It drives me insane sometimes, you know? Well, you know, I'm putting in the chat, why why did we pass backwards? Why did we, and I didn't, I was, I just, held off yesterday i'm like it's not gonna do any good obviously to, <laughs> <laughs> to show my frustration in the chat in the chat and maybe that's what chavi was talking about that attitude you, and maybe he was just using the word attitude as a whole because at that point in time we need to there's a couple things one we need to be brave and there were so many times where we could have had a breakaway and but we turned and passed the ball backwards and i and it drives me insane drives me insane so maybe he's talking about that attitude. It could be, look, the attitude of we need to attack. 
It could be the attitude. We need you to be brave. It's okay. Let's push forward. If if the ball gets stolen, okay, then we'll apply pressure. But at least it's down in their side, their third. And if you if you if that if you have the ball done in their third and you're applying pressure, you have a better percentage of stealing it or making a play in their side than trying to pass it back and forth in the middle of the field, making an errant pass and letting those guys play that low block and doing what everybody does to us. Play that low block. They're sitting back and they're like a spider waiting to attack. You know, as soon as we, you know, do a bad pass or whatever, and then they're off on their break and our defense is out of position. And, and normally, I mean, they just, they're not that that much of an offensive team. If that was a, if that was a team that had a, you know, a, a above average striker, we probably would have lost that game because it was the atypical, let's just pass it around. Let's not make any any plays moving forward, and this is what happens. So I think that's what he was talking about as far as attitude. Like, you have to have it in your head. We need to push forward. You, it's, you don't have to always do the safe play of passing it backwards. We don't have to have 27 passes before we can make a, a pass into the box or make a play or make a move or do whatever. We have to know in our head that the, at the moment's right for us to push forward versus trying to hold on to possession because even you were saying it there we're talking about possession we everybody relates like barca style with possession and it wasn't it didn't used to be that way barca's style was quick lightning passes that you didn't you never even you didn't know where the ball was that they were passing it so fast and they could obviously receive it and pass it again before you even knew before the defense could even get set that's tiki-taka. Tiki-taka is not passing it back and forth from the left to the right, through the middle, to the back, to the – that's that's not it, you know. And so we need uh, – you know, again, that could be come down to attitude of this is not what we want. We need to be pushing forward. So I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb on thinking that's what he was saying about attitude, that winning – and it could be about winning too, right? Like we have to do what we have to do right now to score goals and win this game. And it didn't look like the players on the field had that attitude at all. I mean, let me give you, I know this is, you know, we played the first leg last night. Okay. But I, you know, but just compare the urgency of Real Madrid on Wednesday night and Barca last night. Right. As soon as I saw the first five minutes, I turned to my friend and said, Madrid are winning this tonight. I can feel it. Because, like, just the way they were so urgent about it. And, yes, even though with the Mbappe scoring, but as we saw, they were urgent. Uh, Ancelotti made changes. They were pushing. They were pressing. And you can see that, right? Even though they didn't have all the possession in the world, you know, they were able to wing together a comeback, right? But they do that more often than not in Champions League because they understand the urgency of the knockout round. Last night, we played like we're going to play Galatasaray nine games yep. in a row, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what it seemed like, like last night. This was a warm-up match. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and it was, it was like, okay, we're going to walk out here. Galatasaray, who are they? They play in the Turkish League. Great. There's three teams in the Turkish League. Great. Podcast Network.